and welcome to the Author Switch Podcast. Imagine yourself holding your book, holding your book in your hands, feeling proud and confident. Now imagine the only thing standing in your way between where you are now and this moment is a few misconceptions. In this episode, I am going to be debunking 11 misconceptions about the self-publishing world and about self-publishing in general. So stay tuned. Are you an entrepreneur, small business owner, or consultant looking to boost your authority, influence, and impact? The Author Switch Podcast with best-selling, award-winning author Karma Spence is your answer. Tune in for actionable advice, powerful strategies, and engaging interviews to turn on your author switch and take your business to the next dimension. The Author Switch. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Author Switch podcast. I am your host, Karma Spence, and I help entrepreneurs write a lead attracting book in 90 days or less. Now let's get to this. Let's debunk 11 myths about self-publishing that may be holding you back. Myth number one, and that is self-publishing is easy. Okay, I do it a lot. So I can tell you, although it's not easy, it's kind of simple. You follow this step, then this step, then this step, this step, you follow the steps, you're self-published. But is it easy? I don't think it's necessarily easy. There's a lot of moving parts. You need to be thinking about all these things. And so really, you have to be a professional to really get self-publishing right. If you're going to just be lazy and not do it right, you're not going to get a good quality product. And that's not going to help your authority. It's not going to help your influence. Definitely not going to help your thought leadership. And it certainly isn't going to help your business. So although self-publishing is simple, it's not necessarily easy. Myth number two, self-published books don't sell. Well, given that most of the books that I have ever published are self-published and I sell at least one copy of a book every month, despite the fact that I don't even market some of them, I can tell you they sell. They sell. And there are some people who've gotten them to sell so well that it's attracted new business. It's attracted a traditional publishing deal. Self-published books do sell. So don't worry about that. Self-publishing myth. Number Three, and that is self-publishing is only for those who can't get a traditional de- a deal. Huh. That was a little bit trickier to unwind. So the short answer is that's absolute bunk. <laughs> People who self-publish can totally get a traditional deal. The difference is self-publishing is, is agile. It's quick. You can get it done. If you can decide today that you want to publish a book, and that book can be self-published and in readers' hands within a month. Possibly even sooner. It depends on how long the book is, how short, you know, that kind of thing. But within 30 days, easy. You can get it done. Traditional deal? Uh-uh. But traditional deal is going to take at least, at least a year. Now, if you work with a boutique publisher, it could be a little bit shorter than that. I've seen some pu- Boutique publishers get things out a little bit as early as six months, some maybe three, but it just takes longer when you're working with a publisher. 
It just does because they go through all this other. Obviously, you've got more chefs in the kitchen, so it just takes longer. And honestly, I know people who have self-published first and then gone on to get a traditional deal. So here are some examples, some famous examples. Chicken Soup for the Soul. That started off as a self-published book. Dr. Wayne Dyer, I believe it was his Erroneous Zones book, that started off self-published. His first book was self-published and he schlepped it in the back of his car. And I don't know the name of the book, but I do know there was this woman who wrote this sort of erotic romance novel. No one would take it, so she self-published, sold thousands of copies, and then the traditional publishers were like, we will sign you. <laughs> so it, self-publishing does not stop you from getting a traditional deal. And just because you self-publish doesn't mean you can't get a traditional deal. Myth number four, and th that is you can't make money with self-publishing. Oh my bad, gosh, that is a chalky bug. <laughs> you can totally make money self-publishing. I know I've heard of people who are making $200 a month on one book, and they have multiple books, so they're actually making a living off their books. I read a story just, just a few weeks ago. There was this author who wrote thrillers, and he had a traditional publishing deal. He published three books with them, but they didn't market the book. They just sort of left it as a back-end book, didn't put much into it, so it really wasn't selling, and then they dropped it because it really wasn't selling. Well, duh, you don't market it. So he decided, screw the traditional route, I'm going to self-publish. So he started self-publishing, and now he is making six figures a year with his thrillers because he's built this following, and he is self-publishing, and he is entrepreneurial, and that's fiction. There are lots of nonfiction authors who are doing it themselves. So yes, there is money to be made. Now that's good. Most of the time, the money that you make as an author comes from what the books give you. So when you have a book, you're more likely to get a speaking gig. When you have a book, you're more likely to get high-end clients. When you have a book, you are more likely to get better quality clients. When you get a book, you're more likely to get whatever it is that you want to get to grow your business. The book helps you get there faster. And Myth number five is self-published books are lower quality. That one comes with a caveat because I wouldn't say self-publishing equals lower quality. That's absolutely not true. But there are self-published books that are, are low quality, usually because the person self-published without really knowing what they were doing. I've done that. And... They didn't hire the editors. They needed to get the, the, the writing up to stuff. I have done a lot of book reviews. And a lot of the people who send me their books for review are self-published. And some of them went with vanity press companies who don't really care whether your book's quality or not. They just care that you paid them to publish your book. They do that and they're done. They don't care. So you get a poor quality product. and. In general, if I think the book is complete hogwash and just awful, and I can't say anything nice about it, I don't publish the review. So there are, there are books 
that I actually gave to the goodwill because I didn't want it because I couldn't say anything nice about it. And there were books where it was like 50-50. I remember there's a, a review on one on, I believe, karmaspence.com where I reviewed a book was called Spaghetti Something or Other. It was like The Spaghetti Mindset or something like that. And it was a really good idea. The author put her heart and soul in it. But boy, did it need a book doctor. It just really needed a book doctor to up-level her writing because it was just really bad. <laughs> but the ideas were great. So. Does self-publishing equal bleh? No. But it's how much effort you put into it and how much professional pride that you put into it. Do you hire the people you need to hire to help you put out a quality product? This, this book right here, Public Speaking Superpowers, I hired two editors, a proofreader and an editor, and I hired an interior designer because this was all designed by someone else, not me. And I think it came out a much better product because I put the money in to make it a better quality product. Just saying. So that's the first five myths. I have six more. But before I do that, let's have a word from our sponsor. Have you ever felt overwhelmed with book ideas? Either you had too many and couldn't choose, or you struggled with coming up with just one in the first place. Trust me, you're not alone. It's a maze out there, but guess what? I've been through it and I've got the map. Hi, my name is Karma Spence and I've shared this map in my new book, It All Starts With An Idea, now available on Amazon. It's like GPS, but for book ideas. Whether you're a seasoned author or just starting out, this is the compass you've been seeking. Are you ready to embark on a game-changing journey? Let's do it together. Order your copy now on Amazon. Well, if you haven't ordered your copy of that book yet, please do so. It made it to number one hot new releases in three categories, the top 10 in another category and the top 20 in another and the top 50 in a third. So. It is a bestseller. It does good stuff. And uh, I've been getting some good reviews on at least Facebook. I'm waiting for the reviews to pop onto Amazon. It's a good book. It will help you choose the right idea for your book. So there you go. Now, before the commercial, I shared with you five different myths that may be stopping you from self-publishing. They were self-publishing is easy. Uh, uh, <laughs> Self-published books don't sell. Uh, Self-publishing is only for those who can't get a traditional deal. You can't make money with self-publishing. And self-published books are lower quality. Well, sometimes they are, but they don't have to be. So let's go over the next six self-publishing myths. Number six is self-published books don't get professional reviews. Hogwash. I've gotten professional reviews because honestly, most professional reviews are paid. <laughs> they don't care whether your book was self-published or not self-published. Now, some do. There are some that will specify if it's not published by a certain level of publisher, they will not review it. But there are others that don't mind as long as you pay them. Just saying. I've gotten professional reviews of mine. I haven't always been happy with them, but you know, 
You pay your money and you get an honest review. And that's what's more important because when you get a bad review for your book, then you can weigh it and understand what did I do wrong that I can fix in the next version. Just say. Okay. Number seven. That is self-publishing is only for ebooks. Okay, I'm going to debunk that one. In imagery. This is a self-published book. I'm holding it in my hands. It's available in paperback and hardcover. It's available in your bookstore. If you can't find it in your bookstore, you can go up to the office or the little place where they'll order and they can order it because it's available in Ingram. This is available in paperback and you can order it at a bookstore. And on Amazon, you can also get it in hardcover. <laughs> so uh, only eBooks? No, no. So you can self-publish physical books. And if you know what to do, you can get them in the bookstores. I've got a picture of my book. I've got a picture of this book in a bookstore. So, busted. <laughs> All right, number eight. Once your book is published, the work is done. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, I wish that was true. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. No, no, it's not. It's only totally true. Because once your book is published, now you have to market it. You have to launch it. You have to market it. You have to market it. You have to market it. And you market it until you decide you don't care if it sells anymore. That's just the reality. And that's true whether you self-published, traditional published, boutique published, hybrid published. It doesn't matter. The journey does not end once it's published. Because if you publish it, they won't come. I mean, they might. Some might. One or two might. But no. You, you market. Market, market. Sorry, I hate to tell you that, but it's reality. It's reality. Number nine self published authors work alone. Okay. Self published authors who work alone usually put out a bad quality product. I do not work alone. I am self published. I do not work alone. Sometimes I work with a ghostwriter to come up with the first draft just because I'm a very busy person. I have a couple of so, uh, ghostwriters that I work with. I always work with an editor. I sometimes work with a publisher. I sometimes work with a cover designer. I sometimes work with an interior book designer. Like I said, this one, I had an editor, a proofreader. I had some volunteer editors or voluntold editor. <laughs> and I also had an interior designer. And with this one, I had a cover designer. I had a interior designer. I had an editor who also doubled as a proofreader. So if you work alone, that is a bad, bad idea. Because now I'm an award-winning editor. So I know how to edit. I know how to write. I know how to edit. These are some of my best skill sets. However, I always hire an editor. Why? Because when you're so close to your manuscript and you try to edit it, you are going to see what you intended to be there and not what's really there. And you, because you know what you mean, 
you are not going to see when something isn't clear. I often have my husband and sometimes even my editor tell me either, either they rewrite the sentence because they thought I meant something else, or they say, this doesn't make any sense. Or they'll say, do you want to add a definition for this? Because this sounds like jargon. And I would have never picked up on that because I know my stuff. And the same is going to be true of you. So do not work alone if you're self-publishing. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not work alone. Hire an editor. And if you are struggling, if you don't even consider yourself a writer, you're not a good writer, hire a book coach or a ghostwriter to help you along. You are not an island. And if you are an island, your book isn't going to be all that good. I don't care what you say. It's just the interesting truth. <laughs> all right. So, then number 10. Ten, ten, ten. And that is you can't get a self-published book into bookstores. You know, I've already busted that one already. This can be in bookstores. This can be in bookstores. It's there's an extra step you need to take in order to get things into bookstores because you need to get it listed with one of the listing companies that bookstores order from. But you can self-publish a book and get it in the bookstore. That's it's not that hard. Now, will the bookstore actually carry it? That is something else. You can usually get your local bookstore to do it because you show up. You show up and you say, hey, I'm a local author. Will you please carry my book? And they might buy five, like, like five copies and, and maybe host a, a book signing event. But you can get people to get your book from a bookstore as long as it has an ISBN number and is listed with Ingram or one of the, or one of the other listing. But Ingram's the most popular. Then all the person has to do is they go into the local bookstore and they go, I don't see this book on your shelves. I'd like to order it. And then they'll ask, what's the ISBN number? What's the name and author? And then they go into the little computer and they say, yeah, I can order that for you. No problem. So, busted. That myth is busted. Not true. And finally, we've got myth number 11. And that is self-publishing limits your future publishing options. You know what? I already busted that one too. Because... Chicken Soup for the Soul, self-published, became a, a good enough seller that it attracted a traditional deal. And since then, it has proliferated into Chicken Soup for the Children's Soul, Chicken Soup for the Dog's Soul, Chicken Soup for the Uzi What's It Thingy Bobber Soul. It's an entire series now published by real publishers, like actual publishers, because the authors really believed in their book. And so they self-published. And they flipped it around until it did well. And there was that romance author who started off self-publishing. And of course, Dr. Wayne Dyer, how many books has he had traditionally published? And it all started with a self-publishing book. So no, self-publishing doesn't cut you off from being traditionally published. What cuts you off from being traditionally published is not having an audience, not being able to move copies of books. That's what cuts you off from a traditional. If they don't think you have a strong platform, they're probably not going to work with you. Or if they do decide to work with you, 
they're not going to give you an advance or they're going to give you a big tiny advance because here's the secret with an advance. Do you know why it's called an advance? It's because it's an advance on your royalties. So basically you don't get any royalties until your advance has been paid off. So if you get $1,000 as an advance, you do not start collecting royalties until the publisher has recouped that $1,000 from what would have been your royalties. That's why it's called an advance. So there you go. 11 self-publishing myths busted. If you had believed in one of these or fallen victim of one of these, you can now run free and self-publish to your heart's content. And if you would like help with that, you can schedule a curious conversation with Karma on Let's Have a Conversation about how I might be able to help you or point you in the right direction. You can schedule that at authoring.com forward slash schedule. That's author, A-U-T-H-O-R, nearing, N-E-E-R-I-N-G dot com forward slash schedule. And I will see you next week in the next episode of The Author Switch. This is Karma Spence, your host, saying ciao for now. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Author Switch podcast and would like to show your support, there are a few ways that you can do that. First, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Additionally, leaving a rating and review would greatly help me reach more listeners and continue providing valuable content. To stay up to date with the Author Switch podcast and gain access to additional information on amplifying your authority, influence, and thought leadership through books, you can follow me on LinkedIn at Karma Spence. For those interested in catching up on previous episodes, including those no longer available on podcast platforms, you can find them all at authorswitch.com forward slash episodes, where you can choose to watch or listen to them at your convenience. Thank you so much for your support and for being a part of the Author Switch community.